this is uh, something that um, when I was reading Psalm 128, actually, and I'm going to get to that scripture in a few minutes, but it talks about the fear of the Lord, and as a result of the fear of the Lord, we want to do things God's ways, because of that respect and awe that we have for him, which is what fear means in that particular sense. Um, I want to do things his way. So here's where we're going to go first of all. We're going to go um, into Isaiah, a very familiar passage, I'm sure, so please don't go to sleep just because you've heard it before. He says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, the Lord says, neither are your ways my ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And so God is trying to establish here through Isaiah to the children of Israel that a lot of your troubles that you have been in as a nation, He's saying to the Jewish people, because you go with your thoughts and you're going with your ways instead of my ways. And I want you to know that I have something better for you. I have a different way, which is better. I have different thoughts, which are better. I have ideas that are better. So why don't you listen to me? So that's Isaiah 55. We're going to go a couple of other places and then we'll come back to Isaiah 55. But I want you to understand we get into a groove in, in serving the Lord. And we, we want to develop patterns sometimes which makes things easier for us. I've read so many articles and even books on this is the way you 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 pray for people so they can be healed and, and they set up this this standard almost a tradition maybe or dealing with the demonic there's countless books on dealing with the demonic and they all have this program that you go through and, and they aren't all wrong it's just that here's the problem when Jesus ministered when he prayed healing for people he never did it the same way twice. Like, what are we going to do? Back a number of years ago, my son did a skit with another young guy that was he was chumming with. And they did this for a, a youth group. And my son took one side, and the other guy took the other side. My son took Jesus healed eyes by putting mud in their eyes. The other guy says, no, Jesus healed eyes by spitting in them. So they, they went through this argument about which is right and which is wrong. And that's what I'm talking about. Jesus had different ways of doing things. And you see, if we have a system that we've developed, we don't need the Holy Spirit. And that's dangerous to think that way, but that we can do that. So the psalmist said this, Psalm 123. I lift my eyes to you, to you whose throne is in heaven, as the eyes of slaves look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maid look to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord, our God, till he shows us mercy. Now this is the picture that the psalmist is drawing here. Just think for a moment about a young Slave. He's learning 
He's learning the trade of being a slave for this master. And so in order to learn, he is in a place where he can always see the master. They didn't have cell phones in those days. They didn't have intercom, all that stuff. So he had to be in a place where he could see the master. And the master was teaching him different things. If he did this with his staff, or he did this with his scepter, or he did something with his face, the slave learned what to do as a result of that slime. And a maiden would be the same way, you see. I think we need to recognize maybe a bit more modern. Let's say back in the early 1900s, before they had all the conveniences, they had what they called telegraph boys. And these guys had a, a bicycle and they would be at the telegraph office. And if a telegram came in, they were printed out and the boy was given that telegram. Well, he would deliver. Now let's say that that young boy is sitting in the office one day and there's no telegrams coming through. Is it proper that he should be running up to the desk every few minutes saying, Lord, is there anything? Is there anything I can do? Is there any, you know? No, the telegram master is going to beckon you when he needs you. And you see, I'm, I'm saying all this to say, God has a way whenever he wants us to do something to beckon us to himself through Maybe a, a, a very strong urging in the spirit. Maybe a prophetic word from somebody. And if it's from somebody else, you, I really recommend you have a confirming one. Ask the Lord for something to confirm it. Because sometimes people prophesy out of their good feelings or out of their desire to get you to like them, whatever. And so we need to have some precautions here. But the, the, the thought I'm trying to say is, God has a way of doing things, and we need to be patient and wait for God to bring us to that place of what he wants us to do. If we cannot wait, then it means that, that unless I'm doing something, I don't feel as though I'm close to God, or I don't feel as though I'm pleasing God, or I don't look spiritual in the eyes of my friends or my family. All those are wrong motives. For doing what you're doing. He wants us to do what we do because he has told us to do it. There's so many times in scripture when people went ahead of God. Moses was one that went ahead of God, tried to deliver the Israelites from the grip of the Egyptians 10 years before God prophesied that it should be done. He said 400 years, Moses tried it at year 390. I can't go into that, but that's because it says in Hebrews and even in Exodus, they come out in 430 years instead of 400. Back to Isaiah 55. Seek the Lord, in verse 6, while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord and he'll have mercy on him and to our God, for he will freely pardon. Now, this has to do with sinners coming back. That's, that's good. I'm not trying to say it doesn't mean that. But in a sense, I've had to do that. Or, you know, I was pushing God, wanting to do something just to prove myself probably. And it need, I need to be asking for forgiveness. 
It says I can be freely pardoned. God understands. The old fleshly nature wants to be active, wants to prove itself. And so we need to be people that say, oh Lord, forgive me. I'm, I'm rushing in here. You, you have told me what I'm supposed to do, but you haven't told me how to start. How to do. I'm waiting for you to do that. In 2 Samuel 22, David was able to say, now David lived a good life. He waited on the Lord. He didn't kill Saul to get there sooner. He didn't pull strings to get there sooner. He waited on the Lord. And he says, I have kept the ways of the Lord. I have not done evil by turning from my God. He kept the ways of the Lord. Now we have a responsibility to know his ways. Matter of fact, Matt, Matthew 6, 33 in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said very plainly, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Speaking of the Father's kingdom, seek it first. In other words, it's not me that wants to look good and look spiritual. I'm waiting on the Lord. I seek his kingdom first. I just read you from a second or from uh, Isaiah 55, seek the Lord while he may be found, okay? So we found him, but Lord, we're seeking you, saying, Lord, do it job. We're not seeking him to push him. We're seeking him to keep our ears open, our hearts open, so when he speaks to us, we will know what he's saying. Back to Isaiah 55. This is, this is the response that God gives to us if we are seeking his ways and doing his will. Isaiah 55, verses 10 to 12. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush, you will grow the pine. Instead the pine tree instead of briars you'll grow myrrh the Lord will be a God of renown for an everlasting sign which will not be destroyed God is trying to say to us look and if you seek my way I am going to pour out a blessing on you because God's way is always the best way we have no argument about that it's just that in our busy society I've got to be doing something we often blow it be still, be still. Isaiah 40, 31, be still. How does he say it here? But they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. When I'm waiting on the Lord for his timing, then there's strength in there. I'm ready to run without losing my breath. If I'm doing it on my own, I get wore out, I get tired, famished perhaps, thirsty, whatever. But you say, as I do it in the Lord's timing, that's when it, I'm like an eagle, a picture an eagle up there, riding on the currents of the earth that goes up, the heat currents that go up. He rides on them. And we should go to ride them. Now, there are other birds 
that work like crazy to keep up. Crows work like ravens and flap their wings along. The eagle, he's floating on the air, which is the symbolic of the Holy Spirit. Psalm 25, all the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful for those who keep the commands of his covenant. Now I was thinking about this and I said to myself, what are some of the ways that we, we try to manipulate God into our ways and doing things our way? And so let's assume there's a mom and a dad that are praying desperately for their teenage boy who's got in with the round crowd and they're concerned about him and they're, they, they're, the guys he's with, they don't want him to become like the guys he's with. And so they go to the Lord and they may me fast and they pray alone. Oh, Lord, change it. Cause something to happen, Lord, that he'll have to come to church with us on a Sunday, that he'll, that he'll be willing to come, Lord. Change him, change him so he'll want to come and cause us to say the right things or do the right things that he'll want to come to our church on Sunday and, and cause our pastor to preach the right sermon that would get him saved. That's their will. That's their prayer. What happens? The boy and his Wrong crowd, does a break and entry, B&A. He gets caught, he goes to court, gets three years in jail. Mom and dad said, oh, God, you didn't answer our prayers. He went worse and he's in jail. So he's in jail for a number of months, perhaps. They get a call one day. Mom and dad, guess what? This young man, in one of the cells here. He's got a Bible study going. He asked me to come to the Bible study. I went, and they start praying for me, and I accepted the Lord. I know I'm changed. I feel different. You see, we wanted it. Mom and Dad wanted it their way. Jesus said, no, I'll do it my way. And so our prayers should not be manipulative. Our prayers should be, Lord, what do you want to do? You know, the right thing for mom and dad to have prayed was, Lord, do whatever you have to do to get that boy safe. And then God went ahead, got him involved in the wrong group, got him involved in a break-in entry, got him involved in court and prison so he could get that boy saved. God said, my ways are not your ways. You'll find that out if you have it. I certainly have. I've paid the price. I know what my ways have cost me. It's cost her ministry. I know. I've learned the hard way sometimes. Sometimes I say to myself, Howard, how come you're a slow learner? I haven't got an answer yet. Can't blame my ancestors. Take full responsibility for it myself. But you see, we need to have an understanding that God has a way. God has a way. I've counseled people, are you willing to say to the Lord, Lord, whatever you have to do with my daughter, whatever, do it to get her saved. Are you willing? Even if she's going to be hurt more, she's going to be abused or whatever, are you willing to say, if, if Lord, if that's your plan, I want you to go ahead. That's a hard thing to see our children go through those things. But you see, there's people listening to me right now. You've been through the garbage of life. You've been abused. You've been treated harshly. And Jesus found you and saved you. Listen, all that junk that happened in the past 
It's just a memory now. The wounds are healed. If they are, it's because you haven't forgiven. You haven't blessed your enemy. You haven't prayed for those that despitefully use you. But you can be healed. And you see, you look back at all those times and say, you know, in a way, I'm, I'm glad I went through it because I've learned a lot. I've learned, and the Bible even says this, God does hand us over to disobedience so that his grace can be experienced. And so when you get saved out of that garbage, say, my goodness, God's a good God. People that don't know God have rejected God. And some even say they're atheists because they've never ever experienced the saving the all is the Lord and what he can do to bring you out of that despair. Put within you the peace that we don't understand because maybe everything out there is still a mess, but there's peace inside and that peace produces joy and as a result, happiness. I know, I've lived that way for 45 years. It's a blessing to know God can fix the past in your life. It says in Proverbs 10, the way of the Lord is a refuge for the righteous, but it is the ruin of those who do evil. If I don't go the way of the Lord, it can destroy me. If I choose and determine I will do what the Lord wants, I will find out his will, I will ask him questions, and I will wait for answers. The Lord said, it's a refuge for us. There's peace in there and safety in there. And again, I come back to Matthew 6, 33. Seek first his kingdom, his righteousness. But now I want to give you the rest of the verse. All these things will be given to you as well. So all the things that God wants in our life, all the things that maybe they're dreams we died to when we went into water baptism, said, I'm dying to all that stuff and I'm buried the old desires of my flesh. Now God says, well, some of those things were right. I want to give them to you. Some of those things were my blessing, but I couldn't give them to you because of your disobedience. But now, all the things. But the all means more than just what I want. The all means those things in God's kingdom that as I live them out, delight him and cause him to be proud of his child, who I am. It's marvelous to know that we can have a father up above who is so concerned about us, so desperately concerned that he sent his son to the cross to pay the price so that as we make the right decisions, choose to go God's way, he can reward us in special ways. I mentioned at the beginning the passage of scripture that inspired me to go this way in this message is Psalm 128. I'm going to work at it a little bit, please. Blessed are all who fear the Lord, who walk in his ways. Listen, if we walk in his ways, it's because we revere and honor him. Reverence and honor come out of a respect that says, he knows things more than I do. We know his ways are better. His thoughts are better. And so if I revere and honor him, and I, walk, I therefore walk in his ways, listen to verse 2. You will eat the fruit of your labor. In other words, what you, what you work at, what the Lord has set you to work at, 
There'll be fruit coming back from it. Now he's comparing it to a farmer, but it applies in every area of our life. If we're in the will of the Lord, he will give us back fruit from our labor. There'll be blessings and prosperity will be ours. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine. She'll have 27 children. I don't think that means. It means so much will happen in her life that people will come to the Lord. She, yes, will have children, but we're talking more about the, the, the children in the kingdom of God. Your sons will be like olive shoots around your table. Thus is the man blessed who fears the Lord. Now, I actually, I said the word blessed in, in the dictionary, my Bible dictionary says it, it actually means to be envied. In other words, people will envy you because the Lord has blessed you. Why has he blessed you? Because you walk in reverence and awe, the fear of the Lord. And as a result of that reverence, you make a decision that you will determine to find the will of the Lord in your life. And then he says, may the Lord bless you from Zion all the days of your life. Now, a lot of people believe that Jerusalem is Zion. Uh, yes and no. Zion is the presence of the Lord. In the presence of the Lord, when it's in Jerusalem, Jerusalem is often referred to as Zion. But you see, in the New Testament, Zion is where the presence of the Lord is. And the Bible makes it clear that if I'm in baptized in the Spirit, He lives within me. He lives within me. So, the, so that's why he, the psalmist here says, the blessing will come from Zion. We're in me. I have to know inside of me what God is saying, the God within me. What's he saying to me? How is he leading me? How is he directing me? That blessing will come from the Zion that's in here. And it'll be all the days of my life. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem. Well, yes, that can be talking about the physical Jerusalem. But to me, the Jerusalem, I, I, I don't discard the one in Israel. It's still God's city. I know that. But you see, to me, the Jerusalem is where I'm living in my nation, in my province. And you see, my life can actually change my surroundings. My walk with the Lord, my decisions change my surroundings. And may you see your children's children living the same way. Lord God, that's what I want. I want that more than anything else. Now there is trouble in Israel. Way back in the book of Ezekiel, they were in captivity. <clears throat> they were actually exiles. And they were, they were complaining to Moses because things weren't working right. And the reason why they weren't working right is because God had already sent a whole bunch into Babylon. There was a bunch of them left called exiles, and, and Ezekiel was with them, as was Jeremiah at the end of his book, but Ezekiel was with them. And they were saying, look at things are terrible. There's no crops, there's no rain, there's, there's no peace. <clears throat> and Ezekiel says, because you're not following the Lord, you've never repented your sins. I thought when I took some out and sent them to Babylon, you'd repent, but you haven't repented. And they said, well, the way of the Lord isn't right. God said back to them, my way is right. It's your way that isn't right. 
And he says in verse 20, the host of Israel, you say the way of the Lord is not right, but I will judge each of you according to his own ways. And so I shudder to think that the things that I might pursue that are not God's way, I'll be judged on those. You might say, well, what if they're good things you're doing, Howard? I learned that from Adam and Eve. Eve looked at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. She looked at that. Remember, it's not just evil tree. It's also there's good in that tree. She chose the good. She looked at it and saw that the fruit was good. And that's what she took was the good fruit. Not the bad, but the good. God still said, you've disobeyed me. Now, what was the disobedience? What she saw was good wasn't necessarily God's will for her. And you see, I know of a ministry that we worked a lot with, and their, one of their mottos is, a need doesn't mean a calling. And so we got caught in that back in the early years of our ministry, where we felt for sure God wants to do something. We actually got somebody that prophesied, the desires of your heart is yours, you know, type, but they were one of the ones that wanted it. We should have confirmed it. So for three years, we had hassles and struggles. I finally said, God, what in the world is going on? And the Lord spoke to me. He said, I never called you to do this. So I had to do some repenting before the Lord for being disobedient. And then ask him to show us how do we move out of this. And he gave me instructions how to get out without hurting a lot of people because he loved the people that were involved. <clears throat> now, if we're not sick in God's ways, this is Barnabas and Saul. They're on the Isle of Pat, Cyprus there. And they encounter a sorcerer. And this is the way Saul talked to him. You're a child of the devil and an enemy of everything that is right. You are full of all kinds of deceit and trickery. Will you never stop perverting, understand the word perverting, the right ways of the Lord. If I go my way, I'm perverting the right way. And I need to get a hold of this, folks. I need to repent of things in the past where I know I've gone ahead without God. And I crying out to the Lord, say, Lord, I don't want to do that again. I don't want to re repeat those things you say. Because there is a way that is precious to the Lord. There is a way. I might just inject here. Way back in Psalm 77, there's something that the psalmist says. He says, your path led through the sea, your way through the mighty waters, though your footsteps were not seen. And to finalize this teaching, we have we developed traditions. The way you do things, as Moses struck the rock when he was supposed to speak to it, and he struck it because one other time he struck it and it worked. God told him to strike it the first time, the second time, take your staff but speak to it. God was testing him. Moses failed the test. What's the psalmist saying here in these few in this verse? He is simply saying, We're to follow Jesus. If we start to follow traditions and the way we've always done it and the way somebody else did it, it's, it's like saying, well, I, I was down to the ocean the other day and I went out up to my knees and I walked about three miles. 
Why don't you go down and follow my footsteps and walk the same way? It says, you see, your path led through the sea, your way through the mighty waters, though your footprints were not seen. That's Psalm 77, verse 19, for your information. We are a people that need to follow Jesus, not traditions, not the way we've done it, but follow Jesus. Father, help us. Help us to keep our eyes on you and not on the way we've done it. Thank you, Lord. please visit our website at jwmi.ca to find out about more information of our ministry.